0: Chris Avita with American Outdoor News. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. And today we have Chris James, the VP of Sales for Faradine Outdoors. Chris, thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me, Chris. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Now, Faradine has so many products. It's such a diverse uh, company. But specifically, today we're going to speak about the uh, Axe Crossbow, which... Mm -hmm really is a game changer. Yeah, it's a, it's a really
1: unique uh, technology and uh, a lot of things kind of rolled up into one package there. Uh, we really tried to do something different in the crossbow game when we came out with it. And uh, I think the Axis, uh, it really is, you know, the, the slowness performance optimized. And that's really what we were trying to do is just optimize everything you get out of that crossbow.
0: Now you have a proprietary um, cam system on the yep. uh, yes, sir. You, what makes it different?
1: Um, you know the the way that the the way that the cable hangers and uh, and the way that the cams work uh, keep it from having cam lean, and so it's a lot more efficient cam. Mm-hmm. So the the amount of efficiency, uh, we have a machine called the Instron machine that tests the the efficiency of the cam, and so it's it's one of the highest efficiency cams that's made. And the fact that you don't get any cam lean because of the way those cable hangers work, um, make sure that it, it's that that string is going perfectly parallel to that rail every single time.
0: Okay, so you're getting every ounce of energy uh, when you pull that trigger.
1: Exactly, everything's there, and and then it's also it's a railless design, so there's there's no rail that it's riding on. It's just like you know, in a vertical bow, that it still has the archer's paradox where the, the bolt is actually flexing as it's going along. Uh which helps the, which helps the accuracy quite a bit as well.
0: Now, this is a reverse limb system, kind of like, uh, how, what Horton came out with years ago. Yep. Now, what are the the advantages of a a reverse limb system?
1: Well, you, a couple things. One, it it can be a shorter bow, to get the same amount of draw, um, draw stroke, if you will. So the, the power stroke of it, how far it goes forward before that string stops. Uh, with a traditional bow, you're gonna have you know four to six inches between where the string stops and the front of the crossbow is actually at. Yep. with the, with the axe, you have maybe three or four inches, you know because you ha- you can have the stirrup put out there to maybe eight or ten inches, but the actual bow itself or the, where the where the rail stops and your, your grips at is right under where the string stops. So you can get a much more compact bow um, mm-hmm. that has a has a better center of gravity than you do with a traditional bow with a traditional crossbow you have all of the weight out on the front of it so all your your riser and your cams and everything's on the front of the bow and that's basically a lever so it's making it feel even heavier by having it all out there on the front Uh and the long the longer that it is the the more it amplifies that so by having a shorter more compact bow and by having the riser sit over top of your hand as you're shooting Everything is basically over the top of your strong, dominant arm, and it's tucked up against your body as opposed to being way out in front of you. So you can, all, you can actually shoot that bow. Um, I could probably shoot it as well one hand as a lot of people can shoot a traditional crossbow uh, two-handed because you can just hold it so steady up against your body uh-huh. um, that it's, it's, it's just a really balanced, uh, good-feeling crossbow. And, you know, don't let the mass weight fool you. You know, it's uh, I think it's a little over nine pounds in comparison to you know some of the bows out there that are uh, seven pounds or, or six pounds. Uh-huh. That 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 sounds like it's a a lot a lot more weight, but when you're actually holding it, you can hold the axe a lot longer and a lot steadier on target uh-huh. than you can one of those other bows because of the way it's designed.
0: So it's like when you pick up a perfectly balanced rifle, like a blazer, is uh, it's a little bit of a heavy gun but when you pick when you shoulder it the weight just falls away you don't just even just falls you know. away
1: yep exactly uh-huh. the same same thing is is going on with this crossbow and so you know it's one of those things you can't always just look at the 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 paper specs you have to actually go out and shoot one uh-huh. and try it you know and then the other thing is it's a lot quieter you know the that design allows us to uh, have a have a lot more substantial um riser and, and the, the frame of the, the crossbow and the stock, um, with that reverse limb, you're not, you're, you are not you you do not have all that vibration out on the end of that, that riser, kind of like a tuning fork. Yeah. You actually have it all, you have, you have it a lot more compact. And so, uh, you can, you can reduce the vibration a lot more by doing that as well.
0: It's such a, a compact bow. Uh, you can even maneuver in and out of the woods pretty quickly with it, uh, without getting hung up. Um, I use, a uh, um, a camless uh, mm-hmm. bow right now that's, yep, uh, pretty compact. This looks smaller.
1: Yep. It is, it is really small, you know, when it's, when it's uncocked and, you know, one of the things is about this bow is you, you can walk into the woods with it uncocked and out of the woods with it uncocked and you never have to make any noise doing it. So, um, you're always going to have that same profile and you don't have to worry about trying to be stealthy and and walking around with a crossbow that's, that's cocked on your back. That's got a lot of energy stored. Uh Um, but yeah, it it really is. It is pretty small in the, in the overall scheme of things. You know, if you compare it to, you know, a lot of your other crossbows, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, I think it's like, was it 13 or 14 inches wide? I can't remember the exact spec off top of my head, Um, um, in the uncocked,
0: The 405 cocked is um, 10 inches, 10 inches cocked, 14 uncocked. Yep. And the 440 is 11 and a half cocked and 16, uh, a little over 16 uncocked, which is still uh, a relatively small crossbar. Yes.
1: Yeah, it it really is. And, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the overall length of it too, you know, they're fairly compact. So those are, those are some other things too, not just the width of it, but the length of it. And you do have that, the foot stirrup so that you can actually lengthen it out a little bit more too. So when you're maneuvering it around in a blind, having a shorter, having a shorter profile is a big deal. Um, especially like, you know, I take my kids out with it. And when you've got two people inside of a blind, you've already got a lot going on. And so having, having a lot, lot smaller profile to turn it makes a big makes a big
0: difference as well well one of the things that i noticed is that it's really loaded with features and um i think something that everybody likes and it has the uh the um cocking mechanism where you can crank it up uh, a lot yep. of crossbows uh you got to pull and uh you know cock it in that manner but if you have shoulder issues or you're an older person, uh, the more weight you get up to, like in the uh, 405 is 210 pounds. Right. That's a lot of weight to pull back. Uh, yep. But with this cocking mechanism, you just roll it back. And if you stop, it's not gonna keep, it's not gonna right. unravel. It stops yep, exactly. It uh, yep. That's a great feature. Uh, because you could uncock it in the same manner.
1: Yes, that, it really is a, uh, it's a very safe mechanism because there's some competitors out there. There's a lot of people that have broken, broken thumbs or broken knuckles because in using a glove or, um, you know, they've got something on their hands and they're cranking it and it slips out of their hand and that it just free spools backwards on them. Um, you know, you're going to damage your bow. You're going to damage your hand. And that's a lot of energy to be built up into a small uh, into a small crank coming backwards on it. so that having the axe having those clutches in there that keep them keep it from from uh, free free will in one way or the other uh, really is a huge thing for it and you know the safety factor you know you crank it back you uncock it when you're done it's it is super nice and it's so quiet uh, i I was I was actually fortunate enough to be the first person to kill anything with the ax. I was down in Texas. We were, we were showing it. And, uh, you know, we had a, we had a doe come out, you know, early on in the morning and we wanted to, we wanted to, to test it out. So, um, I shot that doe and she was, you know, she was about 20, 25 yards maybe down, uh, down this little, uh, this little road. And in the blind, you know, she runs off and and there was a call buck that was, uh, that had been around and we thought he was going to come in and he had, he had left. So we decided to just go ahead and shoot this dough. Well, this, this coal buck actually comes running back out to where the dough was at. So I was actually able while the, uh, while the ax was in the, uh, I think it was one of the Caldwell top, um, uh, shooting, uh, benches, if you will, that, that holds oh. it up. I was actually able to, uh, slide the, slide the, uh, rail, the slide down, flip it on the string, cock it back all while it was still in that completely quiet. And, and none of the deer, we probably had 35 deer within 40 yards of us and not a single deer knew what we were doing. They never looked at the blind. They were still just trying to figure out what was going on. It was almost like nothing had ever happened. It was super quiet. And, you know, we were ready to go. We were loaded up again and would have been able to take another deer at any point in time.
0: I think one of the, um, uh... (laughs) features that i like about the cocking mechanism is that it's a a flat nylon um i don't even want to call it a string it's like a a long cloth. so yeah
1: it's it's a a ballistic it's a like a ballistic strap so it's it's a material yeah it's it's a material that has no stretch in it and then it's designed um, very much like what you would see in a safety harness. If you were looking at if you're looking at something on a safety harness, that same type of material that's that's woven together and sewn, um, so that it gives it a really high breaking strength. You know, we've we tried to make it where the safety factors on this bow were were well over double or triple what they were required to be, um, so that that there's no chance of having any any issues going on with something like that that breaking.
0: It's not going to break, it's not going to tangle, and it rolls and unrolls the same way every time, very consistent.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Now, some of the other features are um, you have an adjustable foot stirrup, you got an adjustable cheek pad, you got an adjustable uh, butt pad. Uh, You can basically make it to fit each person that buys this bow.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's completely customizable. Um, you know, you you can, you know, I'm a taller, I'm taller, I'm close to 6'2". So for me, it's being short, it's kind of a, uh, a tough thing because you have to bend over so far when you're, so I always put the foot stirrup out all the way whenever I'm, if I'm bending over to crank it, I'll have it all the way out. Uh, and then if I am, if I'm in a stand, I'll, I'll just flip it up and slide it in. Once I'm up, once I've actually got it cranked, I'll just, I'll keep it, you know, in compact so that's a nice, that's a nice thing. And then, you know, for, uh, like I said, for, for people that aren't quite as tall, you know, it's, it, it goes down, I think it's adjust, it's about, I don't know, six or eight inches. I think that it adjusts out maybe. Um, and then another nice thing with that is you, if you're in a blind and you don't have something to hang it on, you can actually just extend that down and it'll keep it, keep everything out of the dirt, it keeps your broadhead out of the dirt. Um, there's, you know, the, the end of the, the end of the bow is not sitting on the ground. So it's really nice to keep it up, uh, to be able to adjust the height to where you want it. You know, another neat feature is that, you know, you have uh, a pick rail on the front of it. And uh, I actually, I actually use uh, a set set of sticks here that has a uh, tack rail, a, you know, a big tenure mount built right into it. Okay. So you, you can actually just slide that on in the blind at any point, and then it'll just sit, it'll stay on the bow at all times. So, we actually used this last year. We went uh, spot and stalk antelope hunting in Oklahoma with it, and we used one of the uh, the decoys. Uh, the ult- I think it's the Ultimate Predator decoy that you can you can actually put your behind you know put your bow shooting through it, uh-huh. and with these sticks, you just walk with the sticks hanging down, um, and the the decoy strapped to the front of it. So you walk behind the decoy as you're, as you're spotting and stalking them, and it worked really well and so, you know, if you wanted to, if you wanted to stop, you just set it down, and you never had to worry about, like, setting the sticks up there. You just walked, and the sticks were attached to it, so, you know, spotting and stalking, that's a pretty nice thing, and also, in the blind, you never had to worry about, well, where's my sticks at? You just put the sticks up there, and they just, it can sit on your lap, or it can, you can actually angle them to where they sit in the floor, Um, or you could even, you could even still leave the sticks on it, and set it up on the end like that, so that was kind of a unique feature, and a unique thing, and, um, you know, we had a lot of success doing that, so, just little things like that, you know, being able to permanently attach a set of sticks to it.
0: Well, from what I've seen, once you zero it in at 20 yards, uh you're good for the duration. And it shoots yep. uh, as far as 100 yards.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, It's it's pre pretty, it's pre-dotted pretty out to 100. And you know, 405 is the minimum speed you're gonna get out of it. You know, they're you know, most of our bows are going out somewhere around 408. 409 you know on a on a pretty consistent basis you know that just depending upon if the pound if the limbs you know a pound heavier half pound heavier something like that then then uh than what we're shooting for but overall i mean they're all going out faster so you're never going to have uh instance where it's it's going to be much of a gap there and i shot it all the way out when we were out there we were practicing out to hundred yards you know and we were keeping you know groups like this at at 100 yards, you know, and that's that's on a consistent basis, you know, and that wasn't ideal conditions. That was just us out in the yard shooting it. And if you're in Oklahoma in October, it's it's not it's not calm at any one point. So,
0: yeah. But you're, uh, you know, being able to shoot consistently at a and and getting tight groups at 100 yards, is one thing, but the penetration that it gets uh, is, is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. It really is the the micro diameter bolts design, uh, being able to to have that small diameter bolt uh, along with all the energy that you're that you've got going uh, with this particular this particular design. You know, it's pretty much unstoppable. The the targets that we have that are out there. You know, we make targets, and that's one of our main businesses. And we speed rate targets based on standard diameter bolts. And you know, most of our crossbow targets will stop well in excess of 400 feet per second with standard diameter bolt. um this particular bolt at 405 feet a second typically will penetrate all the way up into the fletching so um you know on a on a on a standard crossbow target where most bows that are shooting 440 or 430 or 440 feet per second you know still have 8 to 10 inches of of uh bolt sticking out uh in the same target and this one's going all the way up into the veins and the veins are stopping inside the target so we actually have just a couple targets that you can use with this particular bow. the The category five target, which is our newest one, um, and it's designed specifically for the axe. Um, our previous target that you could use that we we were making was the it was called the storm target, and uh, and so we were able to use the storm target material um, and upgrade it into the category five for uh, for better use because it had so much energy. You know the the storm wouldn't it wasn't. Uh, the smaller ones, it would just knock it over if you hit it on the top of it. So the Category Five is more; it's got a base and it's more, uh, more balanced and able to more stable whenever you're shooting it. Um, but then our crossbow shooter buck is a uh, is our only 3D target that we have right now that stops the axe. And uh, I would recommend putting a little bit of uh, arrow lube on the front of the outsert if you're going to shoot uh, fill points into that. But if you're shooting broadheads into it, it'll do just fine. But wow. um, it it is uh, it's a really dense foam. And it's solid foam, so it's it's not super easy air removal, but it does give you an op- an option to shoot uh, broadheads out of the crossbow and practice on an animal. So that's that's the best option right. there.
0: And you're you're really getting every ounce of kinetic energy out of this with uh, you know the the uh, bolts that you have specifically made for this. Now another thing about that is when you're loading the bolt into the crossbow, this flushing fletching slots mm-hmm. that it fits into what is yep. the reasoning behind that
1: so the reason behind that is you want to make sure that this knock is actually clipped onto the string the same every single time and people have a hard time um knowing which way to put remember which way to put things so if you have that if you have the arrow funnel it has to be with one of the veins down and it's the white vein or the odd vein down every single time. So when you go to put it in, whether it's the 440, the 405, you put the odd vein down and you push it in and you have to push it in until it clicks on the string. Well, if you put it in sideways, it'll kind of like wedge in there If Uh you put it in where it's not going to clip on. It'll just kind of wedge in there, but it won't be lined up with one of those arrow funnels. So if you, if you turn it the right way and you push it, it should click. You should hear, you should actually hear an audible, as it yep. as that knocks popping on there, and that ensures that your your veins are the same every single time, and that the way they're coming out, it's going to line it up with the rest on the front of it. So it's a spring loaded roller rest, and so it's actually as it starts to launch, it's actually going to push that rest out of the way, and it shouldn't it shouldn't contact it once it does the initial launch on it.
0: Okay, well we're going to take a quick break here uh, to acknowledge some of my sponsors, Underwood Ammo, always the uh, standard of excellence. Uh, Phonescope, Pyro Putty, they're uh, always coming out with innovative products, definitely uh, something to keep in your pack at all times, and uh, Hunt of a Lifetime, we're going to hear from them right now, and we'll be right back.
2: We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do, from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. to provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit huntofalifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference.
0: Okay, and we're back and uh, talking about the Axe Crossbow from Faradayne Outdoors. And Chris, I mean, you put an awful lot of R&D into this uh, crossbow. Uh, it's, it's remarkable as far as uh, the distance it shoots, the accuracy, uh, the uh, penetration. Uh, how long did it take to come out with a, a crossbow like this? This is really something else.
1: It was about three and a half years of uh, of r and d that we were that we were actively working on. it It's came a long way from its initial inception. Uh, you know there, there's a lot of there's a lot of patents in IP that you have to work around, and we had to change course about three different times because what we were working on, um, a, fa- a patent would get filed in the middle of while we were while we were trying to prove out the, the theory on whether that was how we wanted to go. So we'd have to kind of scrap that idea, come up with a different way to do things. So it, it took a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of revisions. And, you know, that's, that's one thing I'll say is that, you know, we, we looked at all the options. We tried to figure out the best and most uh, efficient way to, to build this crossbow and to make it do everything that, that a crossbow should do and do it accurately and quietly.
0: Well, the technology in, in the crossbow industry has changed so dramatically and so quickly. It's mm-hmm. really hard to keep up. And, you know, the fact that you had to change courses two or three times uh, just goes to show the competition is really steep.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, there's there's a lot of crossbows out there. And, you know, there's a lot of good crossbows out there. They're, it just really depends on, the features that you are looking for in a crossbow and what you're comfortable utilizing and shooting. And, you know, we feel like we make the the most foolproof and the safest crossbow that you could possibly make. That was one of our goals.
0: Well, I think you've definitely accomplished that. It's loaded with features. Um, you, it's adjustable. We can make changes specifically for each person. Um, and just the you know, just the uh, maneuverability, the kinetic energy, you're pulling every ounce out of it. Uh, it's something I would definitely consider using uh, on, on my next hunt. Um, what is the difference between the uh, Axe 405 and the Axe 440? Um,
1: so the Axe 440 has a little bit longer bolt. So uh, I think the I think the 405 is a 17 and a half or right at an 18 inch bolt, um, all total. And the, uh, it, the 440 is basically two inches bigger, just about everywhere. It's two, inch, it's about a two inch longer bolt. It's roughly two inches wider. It's roughly two inches longer. And so that's really the the difference. It's got a little bit more of a power stroke. So it's the same cam, uh, the same system. It's just pushing it a little bit further. Um, uh-huh. So anytime you're, anytime you're pushing it further, you're going to get a little more speed out of it. Now it does have a it does have a heavier bolt as well, so you are getting uh, more speed plus more kinetic energy out of it uh, by having that uh, I think it's half inch bolt or right there somewhere pretty close. By the time you put a you know time you put a broadhead on it, you've got a you've got a twenty inch projectile that you're that you're taking downrange, and uh-huh. so you, you've got a lot of you've got a lot of kinetic energy. Uh, we actually just had a guy uh, he was able to to take harvest a giraffe with one in Africa. Wow. Um, so we we've had some we've had quite a bit of uh, uh, luck with the 440. Um, so it's been a, it's been a unique addition to the line. We're just starting production on those this week. Actually, I think the first ones are starting to ship out or just started shipping out this week. So it's, uh, you know, there's been some little delays with the world we're in today, things that would have taken, you know, a week, two years ago are taken a month now. Yep. And so, you know, we were trying to get that one shipping, you know, prior to June, but you know, we're, we're about, 45 days behind where we were actually kind of slated to be. So,
0: well, one of the things I found interesting about the 440 is it's pulling, um, it's pulling 204 pounds. Yep. Where the 405 is pulling, uh, 210. Yep. So So that that goes with the
1: length of the limb. Yeah. So by moving it back, we actually were able to to lengthen the limb out a little bit more, and we're able to get the same kind of performance out of it with that. With that, if that goes back to the efficiency that we were talking about on that cam, uh-huh. um, by by being able to roll around more, it takes less weight to be able to get it to go even faster just by by moving that power
0: stroke out. A lot of science, a lot of uh, R and D into that. Yes, sir. Well, um, I, I think they. Are definitely game changers. They're they're uh, keeping the competition on their toes. And uh, you know what's next for you guys?
1: Um, we've got a couple different things that we're looking into right now. Uh, you know, we we're always looking out for different ways to do it. We've we've got some testing going on right now for for a new model for 2022. Um, you know, and and we're gonna we're gonna be trying to push the speed limits on it and see where we can go um you know we'd obviously like to make a a couple couple modifications to you know maybe launch a new platform in the next couple years we'll see how things go it's a uh, like i said it took three a little over three and a half years to get and get where we're at right now and so when you start looking at, at keeping things moving forward you have to have a you know a three to five year outlook on stuff so yeah right now we're just kind of we're trying to get things going with the 440 get that on its feet good and uh work on on the on top of that work on getting some alternatives for uh 2022 up there and running for for uh for the customers out there that are really lacking it so far
0: well it's uh just the industry uh hunting wise has um really gained a lot of interest hunting with the crossbow i personally love it Uh, Mm -hmm. it's probably one of my favorite weapons to hunt with um you know it's quiet uh You know, it's not the uh, bows or crossbows of yesteryear where you were limited as far as um, uh, distance and penetration. Uh, Now you really get what you pay for. You know, your price point is uh, $1,600 to $2,000 between the two bows, uh, loaded with features. Um, Your uh, range and penetration or what you can get or how far you, uh, going to be shooting, uh, is really up to you. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think you're really getting what you pay for here.
1: I totally agree. And, and like I said before, it's, uh, it's all about personal preference and, you know, the hunting market right now is, is exploding. And, you know, you get a lot of people that are getting back into it that have, that used to be, a bow hunter or they, maybe they were a gun hunter and they want to try something a little different or a lot of, a lot of the, the younger generation has just never been exposed to it. And it's a, they're intimidated by the firearms side of things. And they really like the fact, you know, crossbows are, are somewhat, um, Hollywood, if you will, there's a few shows out there that have some crossbows in them or have had crossbows in them. They see them as kind of a really cool thing to just to shoot and to have fun with. Mm-hmm. and it really it really is kind of an entry level into getting getting more people into archery so you know if they start off you know using a crossbow most people eventually want to move up into that and then you kind of have the reverse of that for people that are getting older kind of going back down into a crossbow so you know i'm just looking at it it, it gets more people out in the woods and and gets more people worried about conservation and that's really what we're worried about
0: well you know the fact that you know you have the um the, the cocking mechanism uh, really uh, helps what they originally allowed the crossbow, crossbow for uh, hunting. You know, if you are elderly, mm-hmm. you couldn't pull a bow anymore, but pulling a 200 pound crossbow is just as difficult as uh, drawing your bow. You really uh, uh, have helped things along with this where it's built in, it's safer, it's easier uh, for cocking and uncocking. Uh, I think, um, you guys really hit the mark here. Well, we appreciate it. All right. Well, uh, I thank you for coming on and, uh, where can, uh, where can we find your bows?
1: Um, you know, there's a lot of different, uh, independent dealers out there and pro staff or, uh, pro shops out there that are, that are selling them. They're, they're pretty much across the country. I know, there are a few of the, the, the bigger stores. I think Best Pro Shops, Sports, Sportsman's Warehouse may have a few of them. Um, they're available on Faradine.com. Um, you can type in Axe Crossbows and you can find them there. But, yeah, there's, there's quite a few of our, uh, our pro shops and our, our Axe dealers that are out there that uh, if, you don't, if you walk into one and they don't have it, ask them about it. Most of them carry our products, and it's as simple as them making a phone call. Mm-hmm. And they can, they can order one for you and, and have it there within a matter of uh, probably a week or so. We'd be able to get it out the door and to you. So, yeah, make sure to ask, you, you know, your local independent dealer. Go in and ask them, say, hey, I'm looking to buy an Axe Crossbow. And, you know, do you have one here? And if not, how soon could you get one here?
0: Okay, great. Great. I appreciate your time. Thank you again for coming on. And definitely subscribe
2: to our podcast. And we'll see you again soon.
1: Sounds good. Thank you.